Mark, here you go. You have this, to respect it. I'm excited. That warms the cockles of my heart. Oh, my God. I thought I was warming something else for a second. Next. Okay, I'll get on the ladder. You misheard me. Anyway. Take me to the stars. <laughs> so much attraction. Next. <laughs> this, is like, this is like a modern art performance piece we've got going here. It is. In your ears, fuckers. Art brute. Next. I can show you some down dog, Mark. <laughs> Nine thousand episode one hundred and fifty four time cop. Time if you cop. say so, I'm excited to be back in the bowler. It's always good in the bowler. It's always good times it's in the bowler. Nice and hot. It is. The space heater was cranking. We're in the sun. Balmy day. Josh is lighting. Is that some uh, some Palo Santo? Palo Santo. See, si. just smudging our area. Area, terrible. It's mostly where you are. Blow you some of that healing smoke. Uh-huh. Thanks. <laughs> All right. I finally went into what's that uh, like mystic mix mystic store on Colfax? Spirit Ways. Yeah, I went into Spirit Ways. Oh, that's a great place. Got some incense sticks. They have good incense there. Yep. For a while, I was buying incense cones there that were made with was it Mennonite? Is that or it's some sort of um... Mennonite is a religion. Disciple of the. It's got some weird name like that. It's it's like from a meteor or something. They were out when I went back to get more. Okay. But I hey, speaking of spirit ways, and uh, incense, uh, I would like to report to you that we have a new listener back on board. Let me guess, the balm lady. The balm lady. <laughs> All right. How do, what do you mean back on board? I She's want, listened to the last three episodes. Really? But it was the mention of the bomb. Of course it was. And how I put it in that teaser video, that's what brought her back such into the a, fold. Such a transaction. Whatever. Media. Hey, she's back. So Welcome back, Defey. And I also got a... I, I, I've been doing this this project with some old... of The old crew. Yeah. And Chopkins has resurfaced, and she was just dropping some just little uh, in-the-face hints here and there. Like, she'd been listening to that. Oh, she likes to dip into in-the-face. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. People just like to check in with us. We're letting them check in. We are. That's why we're here. We're checking in. We're in the bowler. It's it's episode 154. It's time cock pop. <laughs> it's time, well done. Time cop pop. Real pro. It's time cop because... Um, and, and not time like the Van Damme no, I, time cop. They got it. Time like the herb. Yep. Well, they well, maybe they got it if they looked at the media attached to the show, but if they're just time jumping in cold. Rhymes with Heim. Ooh, rhymes with tarot. Time cop. Uh, it's called time cock. Cop. Time <laughs> cock. <laughs> there's a lot of cock cop. What do you mean there's a lot of cock cop? Trouble over here. Yeah, on your side of the bowler. Um a little cloudy over here. Oh, I'm feeling a little lightheaded from all my coffee. All right. Anyway, I called it Time Cop Please. because Defey is the Time Cop. You, oh. So let me. Uh, is there time in horror? In horror? In horror? What's the name of her bomb? Trace Flores? You're calling her a whore? I didn't mean to. God. I'm not. Trace Flores? 
Tres Flores. Look at that. I got it. Very good retention. You're welcome. So she sent... Uh, Shout out. Can anybody buy that? Does she sell it? Dife? Yeah. If you're listening, do you sell it? Her handle is three, uh, nu- you know, numeral three, Dife, on the Instagram. Well, wait... And actually, her account got <laughs> great. Her account, well, you're asking if it's for sale. I'm telling if people want to buy it, maybe they can DM you, her. So the answer is you don't know. Yes. Okay. That's why I posed the question to Defe. You need to check the tape. If you're listening to the words that are coming out of my mouth, you didn't say I don't know. You just jumped to her handle is. No, I said I don't know. Defe. Oh. As in posing the question to. Maybe you did. Now that you say that. All right. Her account got hacked recently because <gasps> everyone. See, this is what you're missing. By not being on social media. Am I? Everyone got a little uh, hello email from, or DM from 3DFay4321. Some <sighs> some bot hacked her account. Got her contacts? Seems that way. Didn't delete her account. Yeah, what a weird thing to do with a hack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Just all the people that you follow? Well, I don't know if you've heard, but they've... Uh, they've warned that the Russians are interfering again, trying to get Trump reelected. It could just be. I have heard that. And then he fired the guy that said it. A preliminary test of a bot that's going to sway the election. Yep. This is the first inklings. Uh, they always start with 3D Fay. So 3D Fay and I, because I'm the only one manning our Instagram account, <clears throat> we checked back in. She sent a picture of her, oh uh, yeah, dude socks. I saw that. You Mostly that? for you. I had to screen grab it and send it to you. I love it. I don't have um, any oh yeah dude socks. I have some fish socks. I have an oh yeah dude hat and a t-shirt. See, so then I teased her. I said, do you think 3 dfa one two three four? that was the account, might be interested in the podcast? <laughs> and she said, I've listened to the last three. Oh my God. Parenthetical, not <laughs> including in the face. She does not. She's never liked in the face. <laughs> right. That might have been what kicked her out. <laughs> she's, she's, she is consistent in that view. But Mark, here you go. You this, have to respect it. I'm excited. That warms the cockles of my heart. Oh my God. I thought I was warming something else for a second. Oh boy, Mark. Coming in hot. But I, I haven't even reached the best part yet. Oh, good. I haven't explained Time Cop. Uh, Dife says, I have some commentary on Zarbi's elderberry syrup. Yeah, Does Zarbies. that fit the podcast? I know Zarbi's. What about them? Well, I said, yes, we are deep into elderberries. She said, and I said, glad you were listening again. See? Okay. I almost uh, touched I'm the big. microphone. Can I touch it or not? Lightly. Can I pull it toward me? Mm, careful. Oh. Oh. Okay. My commentary is that this particular syrup has four times more thyme extract than elderberry, which is awesome, but it doesn't mention it anywhere besides the ingredient list. Product talk, thyme cop. (laughs) Where else does she want to, where does she want to list? Okay, if you're selling something as elderberry syrup. I get it. Well, no, this is is not uncommon. Elderberry should be the prime ingredient, I would think. You would think, but no, if you buy... But what's interesting, I think, to her is that, you know, she sees time as a... She wants them to lead with time. She values the time. Or how, yeah, but how about time elderberry syrup? But it's just because time, it's not time for time. Time's not in the sun right now. Elderberry is. Mercury's in retrograde. She has struck on a nerve there. Has she? But it might be inadvertent. I don't know. A nerve with you or within the industry? Within... 9,000, episode 154, (laughs) Time Cop... This is the podcast from the future, big part of the future, natural foods, natural product space. So, sorry, just segueing back into you answering that question, Mark Peacock Brush, my co-host, insider into that universe. Oh, my God. Get ready for searing hot insights now. 
What I would... <laughs> what I'm thinking about... <laughs> can hardly wait. As I try to not think about you, is <laughs> it's very common practice to, you know, what, whatever the lead marketed ingredient might be a tiny percentage in there, which might be what you want. Some Maybe of these things are much. quite potent. Mm. As I'm sure Dife noted certified herbalist. Is that what she is? She got a certification of some sort. Female, Maybe not. It was in female. It was like wizardry. Well, we called it her wizard class and it wasn't derogatory. She was into it as well. <laughs> what is happening to you? When you said wizard class, I lost it. <laughs> it's just that's, I don't it's a bunch of grown women in the Harry Potter robes that's not it uh, it's a very serious discipline I know but there might have been a cauldron sorting <laughs> <laughs> hat alright alright you're Look, falling apart I'm sorry That's that oh. was not meant to, I tried to Look, very there's disrespectful some, there's some of serious uh, com- herbal compounding going on here, and I think she knows her stuff. Yeah, she does. She's certified. So I think what she's saying is, I think I think what she's saying is, hey, why didn't they put thyme as? But that's common practice. What she, what she struck? They should be marketing it as thyme elderberry extract. Yeah. That, do you see that commonly? No. No, you see plenty of elderberry. But you'd have to then you'd have to do a little more legwork. You'd have to expl- You'd have to tease people, cue them in as to why time is Absolutely. also part of a healthy, balanced immune system. But I think because right do now that. all the focus is on elderberries. That's work. my point. You bring in a little bit of elderberry, like oh yeah, I know what that is, familiar. But I also know time, but not with elderberry. I know. And I don't think of t- I think of time as a little seasoning. What? Mark, you're a bit of a horticulturist. Do you think that I'd be able to grow elderberry in this climate? Uh, It seems like a hardy berry. I have no idea. Well, if I find out that I can, you're going to find out that I'm going to have a big elderberry bush, especially, my God, it might even be... You do an indoor elderberry garden by one of your palatial windows. I wonder if it's perennial, though. If I could just have a huge elderberry thicket, like right over there. Imagine that. I could pluck elderberries. I could make my own elderberry syrup. I could put thyme in if I wanted to. I could make elderberry wine for the holidays. Everybody loves some elderberry wine at the holiday. Well, they better get used to it. If they want to be with you. If they want to be with me. (laughs) Episode 154, Time Cop. Do you want to be with us? Because right now we are going to... I mean, we heard the cue a minute ago. Yeah, get to it, man. Well, the tarot. I... I when I think forget, DFA, if I stay I right tarot. on this mic, it sounds so much better. If I just have to be on the center of the mic and about this far away, but that's so hard to... I can do this. Just stay here. I can kind of wedge this here. Oh, I, boy. Oop, massage oh, that. If anybody wants a visual to accompany this podcast, Josh has gone full Freddie Mercury for this episode. Yep, he has a little it. mini wand that he's a holding baton. as a, a baton stand. Not to mention, he still has this hair color that's very confusing to me. It makes you look like you have gray hair, but... Oh, God. But what? You just clipped out. Nice. <laughs> fondle the cars. I'll fondle them. My mistake. For trusting that I could move with my baton. But what was I saying? You were going to fondle the deck. Why don't you pick the card? 
just, we're just going to pick a card to set the tone for this episode. Should I just pick what's right on top? Did you hear that? The clarion call of the Soundhawk. Oh my god, Mark. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but you have picked the lovers. <laughs> oh, as I was talking about your hair color, yeah. Yeah, describe what you see there, Mark. I s- oh my. Well, I definitely see a an, a a a mm, a representation of early man and well, almost an Adam and Eve scenario here. Naked, standing. Yep, absolutely Adam and Eve because there's a snake in the tree. But there's this weird sort of uh, Babylonian hillscape in the background. And then hovering above, we have what I'm going to call the Feisty Earth Mother. Feisty Earth Mother. A nice garland and wings and opening her hands in a welcoming way, but there's this tinge of blood red going through it. Are there any nosegays? You... Nope. Well, as you might guess, Mark, this card represents attraction, love, beauty, trials overcome. The reverse would be failure and foolish designs. I can already tell that this episode falls into the latter camp because there is a lot of attraction going on in this bowler. <laughs> that was the former camp. Or excuse the me, ladder. the former. No, the latter. No, I meant you got to get on the ladder take it to the stars what <laughs> okay i'll get on the ladder you misheard me anyway take me to the stars <laughs> so much attraction um what does that tell you about this episode mark where are we headed you're all, you're all over the map we're new to the we're new to the it's opening that, it's the that, show it's with such the tarot. a wonderful just uh uh, 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 fuck, I can't think of any words anymore. But the way you take control of the show, but then aren't in control of yourself. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, very astute, Mark. Yep, you heard it. Laser-like insight. I, too, am now looking at the lover's card. I think the blood red is the wings of the feisty goddess. Well, there's in the wings and also in the uh, headdress. In the headdress. Red for love, I'm sure, but it could also be red for. So it's like we're anger. we're we're in an area, we're in a setting. Love is violent. In a setting that is rife for love and attraction, right? It's got everything we need, but we're not truly free to enjoy it. Our, it is our ripe, mark. ripe for, not rife for. I said ripe. You said rife. I think my mouth is dry. <laughs> could it be rife with? It could be rife with or ripe for. Yeah, but you, what you meant was right before. You don't know what I meant. I don't have control of myself. <laughs> I don't know what I meant. Anyway. Episode 154, Time Cop. Thanks. We have DFA back in the mix. And where's my yes and here? Right here. Yes and. Yes and. Um, all right. Maybe we won't dwell, but this is, this is clearly the Garden of Eden. You've got the snake. You've you got the apple tree. So how have you applied it to this show? That's your one job, is to apply that card to this show, and so far, far you've said there's a lot of attraction going on. Well, w- you know what there also is? And if we're, if we're looking at the Garden of Eden, we know that there is the temptation of knowledge, Mark. The <sighs> apple tree, the apple represents knowledge, right? We bet it does. And by ingesting that knowledge, so do we incur our fall from grace. So it's almost like we are primed if you will, to to just dive headlong into some knowledge about the future. We're about to. We're about to. And we know that it will lead to our fall from grace. We know mm. that we will 
not take our place among the Eternals at the close of this podcast. We know that this is a fallen world, and that the more we know about it, the sadder we might become. But! But! Do we realize that our energy simultaneously, simultaneously exists in the ether? Simultaneous. Simultaneously exists in the ether. In the divine, Mark. That is where we should try to get. we got to try and slip along those wispy little jet streams with our conversation. So good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So good, Freddy. Uh, we'll come back to the lovers. Don't worry. Oh, it's a good card. Good reading. It's a good card. It's Absolutely. Okay. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> it means a lot to me. Should I get to some stories? Yeah. Boy, how? Cuddy Beef Superstars? Question. Before I get to this story... Were you ever familiar with the term cutty beef? Cutty beef? This is, it blew my mind when I first heard this. I don't know if I know the term Because Red beef. Twist. Oh, Red Twist. All in high school, she would, you would like, it was a, it was parlance. You would call your friends like, hey, cutty beef. What does that mean? Cutty beef? What is that? Is this just among Red Twist and her, her clan? I thought it was until we got to, uh, we were, when we were in Davis and Red Twist was in graduate school. And somebody there was like, oh, yeah, Cuddy Beef. Cuddy I haven't beef. heard that in years. Hey, Cuddy Beef. Who did they direct Cuddy Beef at? I think it's friendly. I know, but would if, if uh, a bro were to come up to you and Jenny, would he call you both Cuddy Beef? Or would he call the man with the swimmer's bod Cuddy Beef? Is it about being a nice cut, See, shred piece of sirloin? You're assuming that it's Cuddy Beef, the way I wrote it, when I don't know that to be the case. It could be Cuddy. Like a cow chewing its cud. Oh, you're like a Cuddy Beef. You know what? That actually fits right into this card. That's like you're sitting there. You're not yet touched by the knowledge. You're chewing your cud. You don't really... I think that's more likely. Cuddy Beef. But you think you're a cow. But you don't realize you're about to become beef. Those are two separate modes of existence. Are you going to be the cow chewing the cud blindly, listening to the podcast with a glazed look on your face? Or are you going to be aware that you're going to be the beef if you don't? Yeah, spit out, wake up, sheeple. If you don't spit out that cud and go for a run. Cuttlefish have the ability to watch 3D movies and react to them much like they would if they saw the real thing out in the ocean, Josh. You looking at this little guy? You see? If they saw real 3D movies out in the ocean? Oh, I sent you the show image, right? Yeah. And when it comes... This is why. And when it comes to depth perception, they're incredibly proficient. Those are the findings from a study published Wednesday in the journal Science Advances. So let me repeat. Scientists put 3D glasses on cuttlefish and showed them film clips. Yeah, didn't they super glue little Velcro strips? Ah, Trevor Wardill, an assistant professor of ecology, evolution, and behavior at the University of Minnesota and lead author of the paper, told CNN his team super glued Velcro to the skin of the cuttlefish. Then they fastened 3D glasses, one red and one blue filtered lens. Mm, 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 mm. And then, on a screen in front of the cuttlefish tank, they played video of shrimp. Shrimp. One of the species' favorite tasty snacks. Who doesn't love a shrimp? So you got the little cuttlefish. It's a mollusk, right? Or a, uh, oh my God, Mark! A cuttlefish, a cephalopod. Cephalopod. Is, those may as well. Those aren't even from this earth. Those there are you aliens. You get a little one of those guys. Put a little super glue. Little velcro. Velcro. One blue, one green, one red lens, like the guy in Twin Peaks. What was that guy's name? Remember the psychologist, Laura Palmer's doctor. Oh, creepy! Like he was having an affair with her, and he had one, two different color lenses in his glasses. Anyway, uh, Mark, Mark, your brain. 
is just in, kind of encased You're in your noggin, right? Still sitting on the octopi or alien. I know, but that's that's where go. most your nerve center is, right? You got this big, oh, just, big thinking ganglion. I know what you're going to do. You're, oh, you're trying to bait me with this? <laughs> yep. Well, maybe I'm done. I got nothing else to say. <laughs> no, but a, a cephalopod brain. A cephalopod brain is like spread out better through their entire body. Their I arms are their it. brains. Absolutely. All of their senses are are almost like a thought. Oh, Josh. <laughs> Wardell's team was inspired. What were they inspired by? Newcastle University back in 2019. The eyes of they did a study on the eyes of praying mantises in a similar fashion. They gave them the tiniest 3D glasses they could find and made them look like six-legged movie stars, which is the picture I sent you. Was that one of your own design? Is that some... Uh, no, no, that was from the study. That's what they did to the praying mantis. That was an actual picture that of a real it. mantis? That's what they did. Oh, I thought you'd Photoshop some sort of glasses on it. No. Oh, oof. Real. Looks like a movie star, right? That's what we're out there doing with our science dollars. And I, I, What's the one question you have um, after this study? I know what it is. Who still uses red and blue 3D technology? <laughs> no, it's... The real question you have is... What happened to those poor cephalopods with that super glue and Velcro stuck to their heads? I'm sure it wore off after a few days. Josh, the glue used on the cuttlefish lasted only a few days. They're slimy. It complied with institutional recommendations for cephalopods. I remember when I was in... Which we say, had a hand in writing back in 1984. Fourth grade. So 10 years old, uh, I, I saw in the TV guide, I'd, I'd get the TV guide every week and I'd look at the movies that were going to be playing on TV. So you only had a handful of channels, no cable, and they were going to be playing uh, Friday the 13th 3, which is the 3D one. Oh, good. So I was so excited. They were going to play it on Friday night. I spent the whole week making 3D glasses out of Legos, you know, so they had like a red pane and a blue pane, because I didn't have 3D glasses. I didn't know where to get them. Were they just open in the middle? No, no. They had like... Like three transparent Legos? Legos, something I used like window pieces or something I had that were red and blue. Okay. And I made some glasses. So excited because story doesn't the story doesn't carry salt. <laughs> Your story doesn't hold water. <laughs> but does it carry salt? <laughs> yes. You can carry salt without holding water. How did your glasses go? Did you watch the movie? I try. Oh, I watched the movie, but they didn't. Of course, they didn't. They didn't play the 3D version. They're not playing the version with <laughs> that's like blurry with the red and the blue. Oh, so I just assumed. Well, why wouldn't you? But then you know, you think about it later. Like, well, I guess then anyone who didn't make 3D glasses would have a hard time watching that movie. Right. You see what I mean, Mark? I do. The moral Episode of that one story five is, four time cop Natch. It's N nine thousand. Podcast from the future. Your story's next. Cooler, lighter, malleable, and not orangutan strong. That's right, Mark. Um, this comes from Inverse Magazine, I believe. You're going to have to let me open Medium on my phone. Um, you, you have the Medium app on your phone? No, I'll just open it on a browser. Okay. I'm going to play you some Near Felder. Niederfelder? What is it? You don't know Niederfelder? Niederfelder? Near, N-I-R, Felder. Niederfelder. 
He's like some pedal god that you're into. No, he's a young jazz improv prodigy. You know how young, thirties maybe. He's been around. Mark, did you know that we, as human beings, even though we haven't been on this planet for all that long, we... Get old and get into smooth jazz licks? Yeah, I know it. Yep, we are continuing to evolve. That's right. We're banging things around. You better be careful with your baton. Um, so here, here's just... Okay, I'm ready. I got three examples for you of how humans have evolved. This is the, this is the story. Humans are still evolving. Three examples of recent adaptations. Go. Compared to other homonyms, homonids, homonins. What's a hominin? I think it would be a hominid, wouldn't it? Compared to other homonins, human bones are weaker and less dense. In a 2015 study, scientists hypothesized that Homo sapien bones started to weaken around 12,000 years ago, around the time that people started farming more. With settled farming, our diets changed, physical activity changed, and in turn, our skeletons became lighter and more fragile. Oh my God, hominini. <clears throat> hominini. So the hominini or hominins. That's a tribe of primates, type of mammal, part of the family of primates called hominids. Includes orangutans, gorillas, chimpanzees, and human beings. We're hominins. Hominini. I like hominini. Hominini, hominini. Pass me that hominini. Well, you get ready to be sad. Oh. Because humans have the capacity to be as strong as an orangutan. Can you believe that? Shaw and his team say, I forget who, Shaw's one of the brilliant, are they, are they, are they that much stronger than us? Oh, yeah, an orangutan could rip your arms the out of socket. The orangutan's a little guy. And it wouldn't even squeeze a fart out of him. Orangutans are huge, man. They're big. You're not, you're thinking like a like silverback gorilla. No, a ginger-haired <laughs> ginger orangutan. <laughs> a full-grown male orangutan is big, dude. Yeah, I guess some of them are big. Quite big. It would take up. Yeah. A lot of space in this bowler. Remember that old... And it would uh, take very little time to rip you limb from limb, Mark. What was that movie with the orangutan and... Uh, Julia Roberts? No! Oh. Burt Reynolds! Oh, you're thinking of Clint Eastwood, I think, and that's Any Which Way But Loose. And, uh, Clint Eastwood, Any Which Way But Loose. Any Classic. Which Way But Loose. What was the name of that guy? I believe there's a sequel called Any Which Way You Can. I think you're right. But what was the name of the orangutan character in that movie? Cletus. <laughs> Is that right? I'm going to check that. Um... So, but guess why we're not as strong as an orangutan? Because we don't challenge our bones. Uh, Only time will tell if our bones will change once more to enable us to challenge them in, the, in strength in the future. Um, <clears throat> you see, humans, Mark, we're not immune to the effects of natural selection, of course. That's just logical thinking, Mark. Joshua Aki, professor at Princeton University, tells Inverse, many of the same pressures that we have faced throughout history... Uh, like pathogens, still exist and threaten our health today, but our environment has changed dramatically, and that has to have an impact. Our environment is certainly different than it was even a century ago, and it's not hard to imagine things like gene culture evolution playing e an even more prominent role in the future of evolution. Um, so check this out. Here's an example. Any which way you can, does... Uh, what, what, were, what were you saying? <laughs> Any which way you can is a movie with Clint Eastwood, but I'm not sure it... Carries through on the orangutan theme. Oh, is any which way but loose one, though? Yeah, I'm going to look that up. In 2016, scientists discovered that over generations, eating vegetarian diets caused a population in Poon, India, to display a higher frequency of... Every which way but loose. A specific mutation on the FADS2 gene. No, you're right. It does carry on that theme. See the fighter? 
the mutation allowed them to efficiently process omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids from non-meat sources and convert them into compounds essential for brain health, something people who follow omnivorous diets are not necessarily adapted for. How about that, Mark? Our bones are lighter, and our dietary choices over time can cause genetic mutation. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear a fucking... <laughs> You're over there looking at pictures of Clint Eastwood and an orangutan. Wait a minute. I'm trying to... I want to know the name of the orangutan. Great pronunciation on the name of the orangutan. Orangutan. Most people opt for orangutan. I know. What's if, the name? If an orangutan is super orangey, you could maybe get away with calling it an orangutan. Philobedo? That's the character's name? That's Clint? Philobedo? Philo? P-H-I-L-O. Philo. B-E-D-D-O-E. Philo Bedo is a truck driver living in the San Fernando Valley. He lives in a small house with an orangutan named Clyde. Oh, I was close. I said Cletus. Behind that of his brother, Orville Boggs, and his mother. Philo makes money on the side as a bare-knuckle fighter. He is often compared to a legendary fighter named Tank Murdoch. He gets smitten with a country music singer that he meets at the Palomino Club. The orangutan does? No, Philo. Oh. He decides to set off. Oh, he's falling for. He's falling for. He decides to go get her in Denver, Colorado. Hey, we need to get the families together for a movie night. I, 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 let's keep going. In January, scientists discovered. So that what are the, have you given me two of these so far? Our bones are lighter. And our genes are still mutating these, and these creating adaptations. That's not interesting to you that a population that had a vegetarian diet for a long time developed, um, what is it called? A mutation to the FADS2 gene that allowed them to efficiently process omega-3 and 6 fatty acids from vegetable sources. Is that surprising to Instead me? Of no. Me? It's just an example of evolution. It's good news. Right, it's a population evolving. It's yeah. just I'm just trying to bring awareness to you, Mark. So we could evolve and do the same as what you We saying. continue to evolve. Well, you can't. It's not like you're going to all of a sudden develop this gene mutation, but when you're mm. dead and you've been dead for a long time, <laughs> it's possible that your, I your children, been, if I they stick with their, <laughs> their vegetarian diet, could develop this gene mutation, pass it on to future generations. Yeah, that's what we're doing. We're trying to improve the gene pool. Yep. That's what everybody's doing. When By diving into it. My genes are pretty good. Let's get some more of them out there. We don't know a lot about your genes. <laughs> That's true. You know? You're speculating that you have good genes. But what if your sorghums is some sort of How genetic deficiency? You? Yeah, it could be. You know? You really want to be passing that around the gene pool? Yeah. That's like peeing in the gene pool. Hey, man. Don't pee in the gene pool. How dare you? I'm just kidding. You've got great genes. <laughs> Whatever my genes are, they're great genes. Hey, guess what, man? You're cooler. Did you know that you're cooler than you than we used to be? Bell cut, uh, skinny and tight. I I don't I don't know if I could handle seeing you in tight jeans. <laughs> if it looked like Kermit, you know, like when Kermit is riding a bike and his legs are like all oh <laughs> get out of here. Well, if you had tight jeans on, I could see your your movements being kind of Muppet like. Unbelievable! Like when they make the Muppets look like they have legs. Yeah, they're like super too long and too skinny, and, and they're like delicate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. How much would it cost? I don't know if I'd have to pay you. Maybe I could just ask nicely. 
maybe just ride your bike past my house <laughs> this summer in some some tight jeans right. maybe even some leggings I got some tight jeans i got some both yeah you got some leggings well not like super tight leggings well then they're not leggings i got man leggings what the hell's a man legging those are man leggings a baggy legging is not a legging yeah that's man legging so it's just a legging why why do you have to put gender on leggings mark gendering your leggings why are you genderizing leggings typically a man would wear the looser leggings it's because men are weak no because nobody wants to see the outline of the bulge i mean not just when you're out there shopping at sprouts no Maybe if you're in the comfort of your own home, watching any which every which way but loose on of a Friday course, night, of course, of course, waiting for the kids to go to bed. But I mean, is a bulge worse than a pronounced moose knuckle? <laughs> in January, scientists discovered that we are actually way cooler than we think. A team analyzed medical records from the past 200 years, which included temperature measurements. They found that averaged together, the records indicate that there has been a gradual decrease in body temperature of 0.5 degrees Fahrenheit every decade. Mark, why do you think we're cooling off like that? <laughs> Come on. Uh, Just threw you one right over the plate. Oh, wait a minute. Moose knuckle is a slang term for when the outline of man's genitalia, men's genitalia are visible through... Oh, so I guess the question would be, which is worse, moose knuckle or camel toe? Camel, you're thinking of camel toe, but w- since you delighted me with moose knuckle, yeah. there's all these clothing companies called moose knuckle. Really? Yeah. If you want to, like, highlight your junk? Shop men's winter jackets and spring coats at moosenucklescanada.com. Ugh. So wait, it's like a coat that highlights your junk? I don't yeah, I think they're just That's using exciting. the term. Mark, why do you oh, think... Oh, this is a great shot here. <laughs> we got to just... Take a quick look. Is this Beckham? <laughs> oh, yeah. Put Send that to me, and we'll put it in our Instagram stories. <laughs> That's great stuff. That's Moose what we need knuckle. to do. We need to populate the stories. I don't... Well, I'll never see it. It's fine. Either way. Go ahead. Did you give me your third one? It was something I'm about... I'm trying to, cool. man. We're getting cool. Why do you think human beings are cooling off? Cooling off temperature-wise? I'll just go ahead and tell you, because There's you, some sort of noise. Came you're, struggling. you're struggling. You're struggling. It's we're in a populated area. But listen, take your headphones off. It's in this room. Is it your laptop? On my computer. Oh God, the fan on your computer. All right, go ahead. To give you uh, just a slice of the strange purgatorial existence, Mark leads. He gets woken up in the middle of the night because he detects a change in the sound signature of his radon pump. <laughs> the fan is in the attic and it, he's plagued by it i'm not plagued by it i just notice it he notices it, it wakes him up in the middle of the night when it changes pitch he rouses from his slumber and he lays there and then has a self-satisfied moment where he knows what it is oh but then he's got to try and go back to sleep i got a good story for here and dreaming of moose knuckle five famous moose knuckles exposed Whew, that one's nice you like that one who is that that is uh what's the guy's name well it's a cyclist no he's a speed skater in the olympics oh well of course you're gonna have a moose knuckle if you're a speed skater borat Ooh, what's going on all the way over here all right michael phelps oh please john ham that's not a real moose knuckle wait michael phelps but that's a real moose knuckle. that is that's full-on moose knuckle can i get that photo for you Ugh, it won't give it to me 
Michael Phelps probably just has a bag of weed stuffed down in his shorts, man. Go for it. Finish your story. I haven't paid much attention. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, it's just because of a decline in inflammation and improved standards of living. What we're, not, we're not inflamed. We're not like battling viruses and sicknesses as frequently. That sounds good. As a result, we're cooler. So the cooler part's good. Yeah. But everything else, not so good. I want to be strong like an orangutan. Oh, I see. If your bones were denser, we'd be heavier, though, too, right? So if what we're if? heavier, then our muscles are working harder and getting more stacked and shred as we haul our heavy bones around. Am I wrong? Is that the, is that the line of thinking there? So the light bones and the muscle decline... Does your little machine need a rest ...are over there? shared. I think it's just because it's like 90 degrees in the bowler right now. <laughs> a lot of temptation. The lovers are kicking up quite a bit of heat. Speaking of, the bigger the tongue, the better the licking. Oh, my goodness. Josh, lose fat in your tongue to improve sleep apnea, study says. If you are one of the one billion people globally who suffer some, from obstructive sleep apnea, having a fat tongue could be a key reason. Do you know you could have a fat tongue, Josh? Now it's my turn not to listen. Fat. This is an interesting story. Fat tongue. Fat tongue disorder? It's going to make you snore, choke, gasp, or stop breathing during the night, ruining your sleep. The question became, if you reduce the fat in the tongue, does that improve your sleep apnea? And the answer seems to be yes! So here's the... You need to work on your tongue fat. I don't have sleep apnea. You But the way... Am I wrong? Tongue. Look the at way this tongue. Ugh. It's a huge tongue. You're bragging about the size of your tongue? Came up at the dinner table one night. Somebody had a little tiny tongue, and they were like, oh, let's all stick them out. And they are like, oh! Well, it could just be that you have a regular-sized tongue coming out of an abnormally small head. I got a big mouth. I don't have, like, a Gene Simmons gross tongue. I just have a thick, fat tongue. You have a really wide tongue. <laughs> yeah, wide. Um, I don't even know if I can bring myself to say this, but... Uh, oh, God. A wide tongue. That's a leg up. That's a genetic adaptation that makes you better at cunnilingus, Mark. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So maybe it's a good thing uh, that you're getting it. those genes out in the gene pool after all. The new study found you can, you can, Josh, trim down your fatty tongue as you lose overall body fat. Look at these tongues. Look how fat that tongue was. Look oh, at wow. that tongue. Well, I wonder if a fat tongue is better for cunnilingus, though. In addition, what to are you trading? You're giving up your cunnilingus prowess in order to get a little bit better sleep. Ooh, tough trade. I'm gonna go with sleep. Of course, you would. In addition to the tongue, the new study found that weight loss also reduces the size of the jaw muscles that control chewing, and the muscle on each side of the airway. These weren't as significant as losing fat in the Wait, tongue. Wait, how do you lose tongue fat? You just lose lose weight. Oh, and you lose fat in your tongue. Who knew? So that could be one of the root causes of sleep apnea, uh, Josh, is a fat tongue. Absolutely. The finding may open up new avenues of treatment that uniquely focus on reducing tongue size, such as cold sculpting, currently being used on stomach fat. Crazy. So in that diagram there, what, does it show what areas of the tongue the fat are concentrated in? Where You have like fat nodes and stuff, little fat nodes, fat nodules? Well, no, it's just got a lot of fat all, the, all through it. Through See? the tongue. So here's the base like of the tongue. Like a piece of well-marbled meat. It looks like a well-marbled, like a ribeye, doesn't it? Huh. Go moving from a ribeye to a strip sirloin. 
You see, I've eaten uh, like a tongue taco before, mm-hmm. like cow tongue. Yeah. That's a very lean cut of meat. It was that it wasn't it's a big chewing all that cud. Wasn't a big fat overweight middle aged American. Cutty beef, buddy. Well, that's the tongue you want in your that's taco. That's the cutty beef, son. <laughs> hey, Josh. That is the cutty beef. The cutty beef is the cow tongue. I mean, mystery solved. Full circle. You don't even need Urban Dictionary. Hey, man. Small studies have also shown, um, I want you to guess, playing what shows promise as an alternative treatment for those, if you've got really bad apnea, and maybe you can't handle that CPAP machine at night, you don't sleep with one of those big masks on, Uh what what are you going to play? I would say the Stanley Cup of tonsil hockey. Wind instruments, Josh. Oh, of course. Specifically, huh. the didgeridoo. The didgeridoo. Just get yourself a didgeridoo. Well, I hate to drag it through the gutter one more time, but I, I have a feeling that, you yeah. know, if done frequently and intentionally, you could trim some tongue fat oh, God. another way. Episode 154, Time Cop. Welcome back, Defay. Two steps forward, one step back, Josh. High fiber, high protein diet leads to bloating. You know how we feel about fiber. Mm. I love fiber, Mark. There you go. The researchers examined the diets of 164 recipients. Uh, they ate a version of a heart health, heart health, heart healthy, high fiber diet that was relatively rich in plant protein. Forty percent more likely to report bloating symptoms than. Mm. If you ate a carbohydrate-rich version of the same high-fiber diet. Interesting. See what I'm getting at? You want your fiber in the carbs? <laughs> you want... A balanced you diet. Want, both diets have high-fiber. If one, if one goes for plant proteins and the other goes for carbs, who's got less bloating? Carbs. Carbs, Josh. Bloating may just be a consequence of a healthy shift in the microbiome, so that if somebody's able to put up with the bloating caused by a high-protein, high-fiber diet, they may ultimately ultimately benefit more in other health measures. Well, when I was I was scanning this Medium page, and I, I did peruse that article, and what it made me think of is... You did some prep? You become like a human... Unheard of! A human uh, jar of kombucha. Maybe that's why you're bloating. There's just so much vivacious activity happening in your gut. Could be. That your gut can't keep from singing. <laughs> That's what my grandmama always said. The other thing is, though, you... A fart is just your gut singing. Or it could be that your gut is just, like, bloated because you're you're eating too much protein because you've been duped into thinking you need so much of it when you don't. You know what I'm saying? That could uh, actually be the bloating imbalance. It's like you're overloading on plant proteins. Uh, yeah. Or it could just be that, yeah, you're just adjusting. Or it could be that you're overloading on protein. Or it could be that you're just adjusting. It could be that you're just getting, you're setting the stage for some lofty pillow shits. Or it could be you just suck it up and deal with it. Could be that if you're like me and you have forsaken for the most part alcohol consumption. Oh, good for you. uh, That you have a real sweet tooth. Uh oh. You're always wanting some sweets. Yeah, we have a lot of sweets going these days. It could be that you're conducting a podcast with nothing more than 15 Hershey kisses in your belly right now. <laughs> That's better than me. I got nothing but coffee. Give me some of them kisses. Oh, the lovers. Uh, the kisses are down in the basement, Mark. So uh, you'll have to come down to the basement <laughs> to get the kisses. Um, 
<laughs> no, but I was going to, here, here's a high fiber, a hot tip, a hot take for you here, Mark. Uh-huh. Am I am, am I hearing you correctly that you also are craving sugar? You're eating a lot of sweets? Do eat a lot of sweets. No alcohol. I will confirm for the listening audience that when we had a family get a Super Bowl, a shared, vent, shared oh, yeah. viewing of the Super Bowl, no alcohol consumed. No, a lot of uh, LaCroix. I didn't have any, but you guys did. Uh, your your uh, kids hit them pretty. <laughs> no, no, they wanted for they wanted your Pellegrinos. We had Red Twist's famous Mexican chocolate. We did have the so Red Twist good. Mexican chocolate. We had some dips and spreads and a artisan hundred dollar chicken parm pizza. Oh yeah, the buffalo sauce chicken parm pizza from Quality Italian in the heart of Cherry Creek. Delish. Located just down the street from Needle in the Hay Salon. 303-388-8580. Call now, make your appointment. Mark. Do you guys do cold sculpting of tongue fat? Because that's what I'm interested in. We've looked into it. <laughs> okay. We've looked into it. Um, oh, I still still haven't got around to my tip here, Mark. What? Hot take. Okay. Hot Let me tip. get back on the mic. There we go. You got the sweet tooth. Yep. You're craving nothing but sweets. You know what you need to reach for in the pantry? How about a container of organic... Dried medjool dates. <laughs> Woo! You can you can mow down on those dates. What was that? <gasps> That's like, that has a very sustained ring. That's me sending you pictures of oh. David Beckham's moose knuckle. Ooh, let me get a look at this moose knuckle. Mark, it's a great it's a great snack because it's a it's a gut equalizer. Absolutely. It's got the sugar, the kind that will actually sustain you because mm. it's you know it's the whatever the you're fucking eating with the fiber. And it just takes care of your, your sweet tooth. You want to make it a little savory? Is that what you just said? You can slice that date in half. You could put anything in it. You could put a, a Katamala olive. You could put... A what? A walnut. A Kalamata olive. There you go. A walnut. Ugh, God, a moose knuckle? <laughs> you could put a moose knuckle in there. Oh, Josh. Can you... Uh, <laughs> He's got... He's, He's got an Herbalife jersey on. <laughs> of course he does. Since uh, uh, since you decided you wanted to fuck up all my algorithms with this YouTube video. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched this video in quite a while. It's 30 minutes long. Did you watch it all? I watched one minute. I watched like eight minutes of it. It's so long. Um, I I have some friends. They, they like what they like scouring youtube for conspiratorial videos you have some friends in that field huh? so they these videos make their way into my house and occasionally i watch them this lady seems somewhat legit she oh god let me see if i can remember she's like a works for an attorney's office or what is it she does something she was she works she's part of the bureaucratic machine and she alleges that she's oh is she she's basically discovered that there's a u.n initiative and I think the goal of it is to move people out of pastoral areas and force them to live in cities where they can be easy. It's easier to monitor them. You know, it's 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 all big. It's, it's not just people want to live in the cities because that's where the jobs are. Well, it's not just that. It's I think she's alleging, man. It's been a minute since I watched this video, but that she. Uh, well, let me. Uh, oh, that they're going to stop. Like they'll just stop extending civil services out there. They'll stop pay, like fixing roads. Oh, that video has a million views. Well, maybe oh, there's something to it. This woman is not lying. Wake up, people! Of course. Why don't, why don't you play a little of it? 
You're fucking up. My, oh, I don't want to get what your shit precious YouTube algorithm. It's the only thing I listen to now. Use. I got it really dialed in on my guitar vids, and you're gonna stick this in there. Oh, I watch a lot of guitar videos too. And I'm from the United States, California. And oh, congratulations! Let me start over so you can hear. I'm Rosa Corey, and I'm from the United States, California. And uh, my topic, what I speak about, is uh, one of the most vitally important issues of our age, and that is United Nations Agenda 21, Sustainable Development. And uh, as I'll be talking about tomorrow, it is the inventory and control plan. Inventory and control of all land, all water, all minerals, all plants, all animals, all construction, all means of production, all food, all energy, all information, and all human beings in the world. And this is a plan that was agreed to by 179 nations back in 1992. It's a United Nations plan. It's called it the, the Agenda for the 21st Century. Is it the and 2030 so plan? I don't know, but if you go to Democrats Against UN Agenda 21... UN Agenda 21 Sustainable Development is the action plan implemented worldwide to inventory and control all land, all water, all men, and all human beings in the world. That's the quote from Rosa Corre. Remember, it's a 100-year plan. Agenda 2030 is a milestone year, obviously 30 years in. What? Okay. Um, Don't be fooled. I don't need this in my life. That's kind of how I felt about it, too. Well, thanks for sticking it in the dock. I got to go delete my YouTube history. But now. I believe what you need God. to be worried about is everyone being herded into cities where they can be closely monitored <laughs> and probably more effectively marketed, too. How do, how do I... Oh, my God. I want to... Aha! There we go. Kill it. Good. Whew, let's see if that works. Couldn't handle it, huh? No, you know, you know that's just like priming the pump. You'll start getting those; they'll flood them to you. It's true. They'll get you hooked in. They want you hooked in. Rosa wants you hooked in. YouTube wants you hooked in. And then they, before you know it, you're in a city. And then before you know it, they're controlling your mind and your information. Oh. How worried are you, Mark, about being surveilled? Not worried. Even though you're being surveilled right I'm now. I'm worried about being. You got all these algorithms. Breathing down your I'm neck. Worried about being controlled. I'm worried that Donald Trump is slowly turning the temperature up on his takeover. In this bowler. This bowler won't. Be, if they don't want you to have this bowler, it'll be gone before you know it. This bowler might be the last refuge. What if that's all we have, Mark? Is this bowler? A couple of families living out of a bowler. I think there's going to be a time and a moment where a decision needs to be made. Do you get in this bowler and run? That's why I bought the bowler. And where are you going to run? North or south? Ooh. I guess, yeah, there were probably twofold. You buy the bowler for summer vacations, camping trips. Hey, fall, winter, spring, all season trips in the bowler. But then you also buy it to escape. Where are you going to go? North or south when the shit Mm. hits the fan? It's a good question. And that's why you need the gun. And that's why you need a stash of what? 10K? Just some cash? Gold. Cash, what, if you have to run in a bowler, cash probably ain't worth shit anymore, Mark. You don't think they'd take your cash up in Canada? I don't know. It seems like you need some gold. 
I'm probably I'm gonna head north though, Mark. Less of a language barrier. Just like a handmaid. If I go all the way to Quebec. <laughs> did I tell you I've been taking French lessons? It sounds like it. <laughs> we have uh, my son's French teacher from over at McCullough. He comes by once a week for a private French lesson. He does? Oh, yeah. God, Brian Harper's not into that class that much. Does she have Monsieur Roholt? He's the only. He's the one. He's amazing. He's a nice guy. Oh, but he's a really good teacher. And you're t- you're you're taking class. Oui, bien sûr. I mean, I took French in high school. I went to France. We're oh, we're gonna we're going to France for spring break. Paris. Oh, Paris. Uh huh. Got some tickets. Casca too. I'll have to see if uh, I can remember any words. I shouldn't have said that. We're, we're, we're going to be at home the whole time. Wait, what? Checking our locks and doors. Oh, you think I'm going to break into your house? <laughs> you aren't, but... Into your newly finished basement? The the, list, the people listening from... With a brand new flat screen TV. From the UN. What? Oh, there's a big flat screen TV down there. That's eight years old. Sure it is. <laughs> it is. Can you buy a flat screen TV anymore that doesn't have that ridiculous HD shit that makes everything look like a teleplay? Mm, I don't think so. See, that's why, Mark. I don't notice that anymore, though. Do I have that? I don't think you do. I think your TV's too old. I think, And that's why I love my projector. That's why Maybe, uh, in our new bedroom, I don't think I want a big TV in there. I just want a I remember when classic we got, HD projector. I don't know if it was that TV or a different one, but we got a TV and, that, and I saw that and it just freaked me out so much. But I feel like I had to have gotten used to it, so I assume I do have it. And I just bought a small flat screen for the studio. Oh, for your studio. For my studio. And that doesn't seem to... It does kind of has... Well, are you using it more as like a secondary screen for your computer? I'm actually not. Mostly what I do is... Because I'm waiting for a couch. Once I get the couch, I can actually like watch TV in there. Right now I have to stand. (laughs) Does your wall mount... Allow you to tip the TV? Yep. Because that's crucial. It does, but it's If it's up too high and you're sitting on the couch, you're at the wrong angle. You're not going to see a clear picture. But then I have to... I think I have to... I guess I can move it, but it... I don't want it to get loose and just fall all the time. Anyway. Mostly what I do is I just play YouTube on it. Listen to some sweet licks while I'm doing something else. Are you in there watching the tutorials? Hitting your pedal board? Well, I'd like to have it all. Trying out the tricks? When I'm really working on my craft. Ooh, it's your craft now. It's a craft. Top five, Mark. Was that the interlude? (laughs) Oh, the interlude's running for about another ten minutes. Mark. Well, we're done with Rosa Core, Ray. Top five. Most shredding guitarists. I'm not a... Rank them low to high, Mark. Go. Shredding? Your most... Fine. I'll give you the top five shredding. I'm not going to say I'm a fan of these people, right, but I'll give them no, to no, you. No, 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 I want your Eddie top... Eddie Van Halen. All right, I just want your top Steve five. Steve Vai. Steve Vai. Satriani. <laughs> Joey Sats. <laughs> and uh, some shredders, huh? Uh, that's all I got. All right, shredders. new category. Top three face melters. Face melters? Yeah, the face melting solo. It's a very specific type of solo. I don't know what it is. Think Nuno Betancourt, Flight of the Bumblebee. Okay, I'm thinking of that and nothing's coming to mind. Your face is starting to melt. You can't see it. Just thinking of it is already causing it to droop. Who is Nuno Betancourt, Flight of the Bumblebee? Nuno Betancourt was the guitar player for Extreme. 
And you might not think it looking at that uh, black and white video of him just kind of strumming an acoustic guitar on a stool, but he shreds, my friend. All right. Anyways, you guys sound fucking amazing. Thank you so much. I play with, for you who don't know me, which I'm sure is a lot of you, I play with a band called Extreme. Yeah. They're not here right now. Oh, God, this is a nine-minute... Do you even know what this is? On one of his records, he does like a... Yeah, right there. Wait, I don't think that's it. Is this Flight of the Bumblebee that you've... Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee, Extreme Medley, Generation Axe, Tokyo. Maybe, I don't know. Is it... There's an album cut where he just kind of plays it straight through. I don't even think there's any other in- instruments. It would be on their first self-titled record, I believe. Oh my god, you know this... I, I know... Whatever this <laughs> I'm having trouble. Oh, there it is. <laughs> this is like this is like a modern art performance piece we've got going here. It is. In your ears, fuckers. Art brute. Just as quickly as we lured Defe back in, we have now successfully. This is for you, Defe. Stop listening right now. She just hit stop. All right, all right. That's top two smooth jazz. Oh, guitar it, easy. If you want to really, here's no, the I only thing, want Josh. two. I'll give you two. If you really want to, kn- I've thought this because I've thought I like what's happening over here. There's some adult uh, <laughs> learning going on. Because Nicole's taking piano, right? Oh, I didn't know what you meant. You were like pointing at me. You like what's going on? Oh, you like this line of questioning? Okay. Nicole's taking piano. You're taking French. And I'm, I'm actually taking my guitar studies seriously-ish. What, what does that mean? Well, so I bought that tenor guitar. Um, Eastwood. Right. Tenor guitar. Get to the point. <laughs> Excuse you. Uh, because I was, you know, it's four strings. I'm like, oh, I can tune it just like a ukulele. That'll right. be easy crossover. But it doesn't, that doesn't work well with it, the, the standard uke tuning. So I've been tuning it like the bottom four strings of a guitar. So I'm learning. DGBE? Gu- those are the ones. And so I'm, I'm learning those chords minus the top two strings. So you're teaching yourself, though. Yep. And I'm trying to learn some progress-ins. Okay, good. How are you, so how are you learning this? YouTube videos. Yep. Or All just right. by, like, looking up chords for songs i like and trying to recreate them all right I like elias that. and i we, we're working on a cover tune do you know the amps song pacer i don't you've heard it before because okay. i put it on mixes but uh oh yeah i just found out you have a holiday mix i haven't heard oh i didn't hear your christmas mix this year it's timeless it's not it's evergreen content I, i'll be listening i don't even think there's a christmas song on there <clears throat> Well, or all right, fine. Song. Regardless, I'm excited to hear that you're all you're. Wait, 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 wait. Life, wait. no, we're done. Lifelong learning. <laughs> ow! <laughs> oh, ah! What, what's happening? <laughs> Lifelong learning. And so, what I would suggest to you, because what the way I feel about this is, hold on, he's really hitting a stride here. <laughs> For how long? Try another thirty seconds. Okay, I'll wait.
fuzzed out. Dennis Kalachi. All Saints. Brought to you by the Shrimper label. That's right. Quite an interlude we had today. It's not over yet. <laughs> it's not. No, I just meant this part goes for another 30 seconds. Oh, okay. I kind of like that intentionally just that cut out. Is he moaning? Or is that I think he's a just getting super close down the street. He's just playing playing hard close to the amp. It's not Soundhawk is dissecting the, the dynamics of this recording it's session. A fuzz pedal. What I would suggest Oh wow, you're eliminating a fuzz pedal. I don't think that's what he's doing here. There he's just step back. What I would suggest to you as a lifelong learner, <laughs> because me, as I as I take the guitar more seriously, of course, and not your, just effects pedals, not just effects pedals. When I my approach to the effects pedals is very tone based. Well, the effects pedals that's set dressing, Mark. If there's no meat, if there's no bone for them to wrap around, what's the point? There's no form. Josh, ninety percent. Look at of, those fingers. I wish ninety percent of tone is in the fingers. That is what he said. <laughs> now listen. So if you want to study guitar, because I've thought about starting to take lessons again. Oh, really? Because it's fun, a YouTube clip or maybe a book. It's, How about it, it takes I a take little lessons extra. from you and you te take lessons from me? What are you going to teach me? Oh, he just thinks he knows <laughs> it all. I, I, you know what? I remember teaching you when we first started uh, New Age Dad years ago. You didn't know how to do the Keith Richards strum. That's true. I was trying to get you to do it. You're like, wait, what? Oh, you want me to do what? <laughs> now listen. But what? then once you unlocked that, Mark, what your, your compositions changed forever. So don't tell me I have nothing to teach you, it's Mark. true. You could teach me some And things. I've learned something from you just now. I, I thought for sure that guitar was on some fuzzed-out amp. No, he just stood too close to it. I'll bet, he, I'll bet you that was just I'm going to trust the, the sound hawk. Now listen, I might be wrong, but listen. Wouldn't be the first time. I decided that if you really wanted to be a lifelong learner and take this instrument seriously... What are you going to do? Like take a class and learn some Beatles songs or some blues riffs? You're going to study jazz. You're going to study improvisation and jazz. You may not want to play jazz. You're going to study it. But if you learn it, you know everything else. It's true. That's my tip to you. And to answer your question about the two leading guitarists in the jazz improvisation movement, it's no question. Julian Lodge... Near Felder. And I like how they both have the softest names. <laughs> Julian, Julian Lodge, Lodge. If you were to look him up, he was a child prodigy, played on stage with Santana when he was like eight. Julian Lodge to me sounds like some sort of visible version of the vapor that comes off when you're <laughs> sucking on a cough drop. He Are you muting it or okay. He's also, if you were to listen to him, because you know, he's known at this point. He's been studying music and playing in the public eye for decades, but he's only like 30 or something. Widely regarded to be the best guitarist alive mm. by many. The softest spoken, sweetest guy. Well, Julian Lodge? Julian Lodge, and he's so nice. He'd have to be. And whatever you want to ask him, he just loves talking about it. I mean, he sounds like a blanket. Now, near Felder. A little edgier. A little different. Eh, not super edgy, but a little edgier. He's got some edges on him. Julian, he's played, you know, jazz. You play those arch top hollow bodies. No, no, he's a telly guy. Yeah, he Give is. him an old telly and an old 
Fender Champ Amp, he's in heaven, near Felder. They told him for decades, you cannot play jazz seriously on a Fender Stratocaster. He said, fuck you. Oh, I love that. This is an, I bought this at Guitar Center. I can play whatever I want. In 1994, and it's good enough for me. You guess, there are no rules, Mark. Look at this. They told Freddie Mercury that he couldn't sing on a baton-style mic stand, and what did he do? He sang the world a song or two, didn't he, Mark? (laughs) So I'll tell you what. This has been quite an interlude we've had here. Still going. We're getting close, though. We're getting close. We're in the home stretch I love it. It's gotten very cerebral. We've just been meditating on jazz guitar. It went to a different place. I had no expectations. I think I've only got two more stories just to wrap Um, things up whenever that comes. Tiny Grimes. He is a... See, you're getting that same fuzz effect. That's not on a pedal. I think that's just the way you recorded it. Tiny Grimes is a notable jazz musician who played the tenor guitar, Mark. So on Eastwood Guitars, on their website, they have a couple of very great blog posts about tenor guitars and about learning to play them and about learning to play some Tiny Grimes songs. I like you focusing on the tenor guitar. So see, you were telling me to explore jazz? I've already taken that step, Mark. Simpatico. Remember when we were watching the Super Bowl and uh, then the halftime show, there was a lot of the crotch action? Ugh. And then there was that commercial where there was that big monster with the like little round toothy suck mouth that kept like lunging at the camera and we turned to each other in unison and said oh, it's yeah. like the <laughs> halftime show all over again? Yes. That's verbal jazz and that is the interlude and this is oh. 9000 episode 154 Time Cop. Time Cop. No, we're done with that. We'll see Julian playing his telly. Huh. Boy, he does look like a lovely person. Listen to that tone. It's so round, so soft, so pure. Just like his hair. You're already in, aren't you? You want to hear it. I want to learn it. <laughs> you want to le- Oh, you can't <laughs> learn it. Oh, you, oh I, I can't learn it, Mark? Just no. like Freddie Mercury couldn't not use a mic stand you know the song don't you but he hasn't brought it in and he's he's gonna it's a jazz standard look at you thinking <laughs> that's what it looks like <laughs> you just couldn't let the interlude die could you <laughs> a little bit longer uh oh could learn that he's just doing this <laughs> is that David Crosby on the upright bass Ooh, that sounded like a brushy and flourish <laughs> all right uh, when's this guy it. on tour mark <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to go see him whenever he's here. You want to go? I would go to that show. And Nierfelder. Oh, you would love Nierfelder, too. Mm. I'm softening in my old age, Mark. I'm into soft things now. Look at these pants. They're soft. I got this <laughs> vest is soft. I'm into soft things now. Yeah. Aren't you? Absolutely. As rigid as we are prone to become in this world, mm. 
It's important to remember the soft things. It's hard to stay rigid in hey, middle hey, age. Hey. It's okay. It can be hard to stay rigid. It takes more focus sometimes than one would like to expend. And in those moments, you just need to remember to stay soft. Stay with your breath. In the sheets. If I could give you a glimpse into the future, Mark, picture the summertime. Mm. This house remodel is done. Nope, not done. No, it's done by then, and the, the yard is... Yeah, but you're still finishing it. Oh, well, there's, it's an ongoing process. The, ma- the major work is done. Yep. Okay. Brokers are mostly you gone. See, I'm not going to flush myself down that toilet at a spare, Mark. The major work is done. And you know what I'm doing with all this new space? You're looking at your giant window. Fuck yeah, I'm looking out my giant window. And I'm deepening into my study of yogic arts, Mark. <laughs> Stop saying my name so much. <laughs> the yogic arts. Yep, and I'm just, uh, it's a teaser because I'm going, I'm looking forward to bringing some of my learnings to you and to our listeners, Mark. Oh, oh boy, we all can't wait. We're excited for you on your journey. I can give you a taste. I had mm-hmm. a bit of a, was it a revelation or was it always there? See, I don't know, Mark. A discovery? Rediscovery? I was in Downward Dog, Mark. Oh. <laughs> and you know, in a lot of these modern vinyasa classes, you're doing a lot of Downward Dogs where you then uh, leap up into a forward right. bend, you know, at the top of your mat. So a lot of people are accustomed to having their legs together in Down Dog, close together, but... The Aingar way shows that they are hips width apart, and you're really focusing on spiral, spiraling your muscles, pulling everything in towards the midline, and letting your, your neck hang. It's a traction pose. It puts your back in traction when you do it properly. When your arms are engaged the right way, when all your muscles are working together in concert, your head hangs, and you look at the space between your legs, right? So I'm looking at the space between my legs. I'm thinking about the space between my legs. But then I'm also thinking about the space between molecules, right? The space between the molecules in your body. Are you that space? That's my question to you, Mark. Are you that space? Are you the space? No. You're not the space between the molecules in your body. I mean, you are, but you aren't. Well, then you also are and are not the space in between your legs. When you're hanging in down dog, you're looking at a void. You're thinking it's a void. You're thinking there's nothing there, but you are there. You are and you aren't your microbiome. And the That's part of the divine secrets, though, Mark. You're everywhere. You are where there is nothing. Mm. That's eternal life. Energy. Yep. That is a life free from sorghums. Yep. So you remember that. That's a life in the flow of a Julian Lodge lick. It is that as well. Is the lick the notes or the space between the notes? I tell you what. When we head downstairs to the basement for those kisses... <laughs> I can show you some down dog, Mark. <laughs> Easy boy. Uh, you got me. So you got a few more stories for us, right? <laughs> eating, yeah, eating at sheets. I don't even. I don't know what that means. Josh, America, Josh, Mark, America's new favorite restaurants are Wawa, Sheets, and Seven Eleven. Consumers. Those are restaurants, especially millennials are not always willing to go to a quick-service restaurant, a fast-food joint, or walk around a 40,000-square-foot grocery store. Instead, they head to the convenience store. The average amount of time spent inside that store is less than four minutes. Mm. Josh, quirky chains like Wawa and Sheets in the Northeast 
Casey's and Quick Trip in the Midwest. Brucey's from Texas. Brucey's? No, I'm sorry. Bukies. Bucky's. Bucky's. Bucky's? B-U-C hyphen E-E apostrophe S. Why the hyphen? I don't know. Bucky's from Texas. Maverick based in Utah and others. New stores, devoted following. Josh. Mark. In 1965, there were 5,000 convenience stores. How many today? We've jumped from 5,000 to 500,000. 153,000. More than all the grocery stores, drug stores, and dollar stores combined. How many 7-Elevens are there? Sorry, what? How many 7-Elevens? How many 7-Elevens all? Um, I'm going to say of those 150,000, 50,000 of them are 7-Elevens. 9,000. 9,000? Now, did you? (laughs) There's 9,000 7-Elevens nationwide. Yep. That doesn't seem like very many. Do you know what 7-Eleven just debuted? Suckies. Voyager Point. What is it? It's a coffee blend. It's low-priced wine. $12 or less. Wine? Wine. Their own brand? Says Travis Sheets, chief operating officer at Sheets. Sheets. (laughs) Our bullseye is kind of that younger age group, the late teen to the early 30s for food and beverage. They tend to be much more accepting of eating at a gas station. Careful you don't sheet yourself. Meanwhile, online competitors threaten to disrupt traditional convenience stores. Amazon trying to open 3,000 small cashierless Go stores. Startups such as GoPuff and Cargo. Go bring it to your door. You see what's happening. Bullshit. Convenience stores. Convenience. What have we talked about? What could practically be the mantra of this podcast, Mark, when it comes to all the things that are bringing about the decline of human civilization? Slow down and fuck convenience. What is choking us to death? Choked by convenience. Soft. We're choking on convenience, Mark. Don't let it get get you rigid. You know what's happening. You see signs of it everywhere. Stay soft. Man, I had something on that, too. Some example. You had something? I was thinking about choked on convenience in, in... I was down in my kitchenette. I was doing dishes, and I had a thought that I meant to share on this podcast, probably even. Something about convenience. Don't think about it. It'll come to you. And it's fucking everything up. The energy between your legs will bring it right up to your mouth. The space between my legs. I am that space. Maybe we should have a theme song for this podcast, and it could be Dave Matthews singing The Space Between. That will never happen. (laughs) Let's see how it feels. I already know how it feels. I will unplug your mic if I need to. Oh, that is a Dave Matthews Band song. Well, no shit. Oh, God. All right, enough. There's only one more story. You've assaulted us with enough of your audio chicanery. Here I am at Williams College in a snowstorm, <laughs> playing in my pajamas to seven people. Look at that guy, he's enjoying it. He did it. used His to wear pajama pants. Mark. Josh's thighs. What a bunch of soaring bullshit. Binge-worthy, binge-worthy, <laughs> <laughs> binge-worthy, cringe-worthy. Timecock. Gwyneth Paltrow's new Goop Lab is an infomercial for her pseudoscience business. Josh, last week... It's, this is not right, but at some point in time, Netflix dropped the trailer for Gwyneth Paltrow's new show, The Goop Lab. 
six-episode series debuting on Netflix January 24th. Goop Lab. According to the trailers, it's going to focus on approaches to wellness that are, quote, out there, quote, unregulated, and, quote, unreliable, da- dangerous. <laughs> da- that's in the marketing material? Da- yes. she's, she's claiming danger? The trailer is classic goop. Quote, some fine information presented alongside unscientific, unproven, potentially harmful therapies. Oh, my God. We just got, it's the Trump brazenness. We've it stopped is. caring. The show serves as an opportunity to market the kind of magical thinking and pseudoscience that will help it sell its own products. The author of this story in... So wait, you're reading a critique now. Yes. That dangerous part didn't come from Goop's own marketing. No, that is quote. That's in quotation marks. As is the... So they're owning, they're completely owning the fact that it's horseshit? That's a tongue in cheek, like they're presenting it as horseshit, but the subtext being like, you know it's not horseshit. It's horse shit, but it looks good in yoga pants. And you're not getting healthy any other way, so this might work. It's horse shit, but check out that camel toe. Or that moose knuckle. Ooh, look at all this smoke. The show serves as an... Yes, according to this critique, this would be like Netflix streaming a show called The Coca-Cola Beverage Lab or The Starbucks Coffee Adventure. They take a lot of fault with how uh, brazen the circle of... Circle sales. of goop. But what I wanted to share, Josh, because I you haven't seen this show. I haven't. <laughs> Don't smoke that stick. <laughs> you know who did watch that show? Oh, the gallant Red Twist, perhaps? Late, late one night, she was like, oh, I can't get to sleep. And she put on the goop lab. It sucked her in. And she so she didn't watch the trailer. She was watching the show. No, the actual show. And she could not sleep for hours after it. She was so moved by it, the content? No, it's, it, it bothered her. That much that she couldn't sleep? So I'm sitting here, I'm writing... So up. she's awake stewing about goop, and you're awake listening to the, the radon fan <laughs> in the attic. Yeah, just laying That there. is some turmoil. I hear it. I think it just changed. I hear it. I hear it. So I was sitting here, I was taking notes on this episode, and I Oh, said, I like how you pantomimed taking notes on your computer. And, and Red Twist in the other room. I said, hey, did you watch that Netflix show? Tell me what that was like. This is what I got back. She didn't know I was doing this. Quote, uh, it was disturbing. It made me upset. I knew this. It kind of was like dipping your toe in these out there therapies masquerading as real science. But the people had real heavy life problems. Ooh. Should you be jumping in an Antarctic pool with Gwyneth Paltrow to fix that? Well, it depends on what the problem is. It's masquerading as something it's not. It's not legit. I think if, I, if memory serves, there was like someone who might have been a young gay man and his father had never loved him and he like bonded with this ayahuasca spirit guide and made him his new father within a 30 minute episode type thing wow like you're the dad i never had and you're like this is over in five minutes buddy what are you doing well it could have been editing i'm sure it was edited so wait someone got viewer ayahuasca and attached to a new father figure I think one of the shows is like a bunch of millennials maybe taking mushrooms or... Hey, that's hip. Of course it's hip. It's hip now. You're not going to do it anymore. It's too hip. Too hip. Too hip. Too hip. And they're all going, taking mushrooms with Gwyneth Paltrow or something. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Can't bring myself to it. You know who we should get? I wonder what D-Fay thinks of that show. I bet not much. Probably not. not, She's not goopy. Nope. I I was saying that to make her mad. 
Well, I don't think she's listening anymore. <laughs> crap. You, did you say I crap? <laughs> I said oh. I crap myself. <laughs> I crap. Oh, you fat by you dead sexy. You like you do a good fat bastard, don't you? <laughs> My kids would be into that. They love fat bastard. Yeah, that's why it happens. He's a very now. offensive character, actually. Extremely. I've got a turtle head poking out. Oh, yeah. I eat your baby. Oh yeah, he eats babies. Mm-hmm. Have you seen So I Married an Axe Murderer? It's been years. Because I think that's the sort of one of the genesis points of that character is he plays his own dad. Yeah. You know, and he's like, head pants. No. What, what happened to him? I liked him. He was good. He was good, and then he made the love guru. He yeah, got the, panned. It was kind of dated stuff, but uh, he could do something now. He's versatile. Well, he's uh, in Inglorious Bastards. He is? Yeah, he's got a cameo. Uh, he directed a documentary called Supermensch. That's about this uh, this agent in Hollywood. Oh, I saw that. That was good. Yeah, that guy. He was like a genuinely good dude who cared about His shit. Artists. Yeah, huh. Oh, Mark, but this goop, show. to put a bow on it, oh, nope. for me anyway. Please please bow it. This this goop that you're talking about this that so upset Jenny. I mean, this is just another symptom of our, our weird dying democracy, right? It is a weird dying democracy. It's like we're letting it it's slip It's like away. on both sides now. We're just kind of abandoning our grip on reason and on, <sighs> you know, facts and shared consensualized datas. Do you know what I mean? Uh, most of it but not that part okay but you know what i'm saying i think you get the gist of it i absolutely get the gist this of is it. what it means to be alive right now it's very um disquieting we're questioning things that don't need to be questioning or don't need to be questioned necessarily like like the u.n development plan <laughs> but, but we're not questioning more immediate dangers the the dangers right in front of our face and it looks like Gwyneth paltrow Balls. 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 